Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. And yes, they did win that game 28-21 on 710 ESPN in Seattle. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. College bar days, Key? Well, yeah. Beer on the head? Oh, yeah, Keyshawn! (laughs) Let's do a shot! (laughs) You know know how it sounds, but But when they start doing that, I got to get them away from me. At that point, when they start, because after it, you after you get the free drink, no, I can't. Oh. Before, when you start to act like that, I don't even want to be around you because your next move is something that'll get us both in trouble. I see. I, 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 I'm not gonna be afraid. I'll tell you, I'm, I'm the guy. I'll take the drink. I'm like, no, okay, I don't, I don't all right, take, thanks. I don't thanks. take in college, Key. In college, oh, in college. You're like, all right, yeah. cool, thanks. Uh, I'll be over here with my friends. I'll see you later. Yeah, but when they start screaming and hollering and stuff like that, it's just it. It's annoying. Uh, you know, the screaming yeah. and the hollering is annoying. Because, the, like I said, the next thing you know, we'll be in trouble because something will happen and it just, yeah. you Actually, know, you'll I, throw something at somebody or, <laughs> you know, you know that. That you escalated that. very fast. I, I know, right? Back. I mean, that's what happened. I, I, retract, I retract my statement. I actually wouldn't take a free drink from somebody because that would be an NCAA violation. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Yeah, right. as we, if, as we don't if, do those. As if. Never don't mind. do it. Don't <laughs> As do if it. Duke does don't it. do it. Do violation. We are live on I national I radio. I didn't go to Duke, so no, I don't I, care. Yeah. I, knew I just know, I know where a, you I, went to I school. I just know Duke was in the news <clears throat> about a year ago. Never mind. Uh, go ahead, Zubin. I'm right. sorry, Zubin. Reggie Bush online too. Right. <laughs> and we I didn't also... even say no names. <laughs> what? It was no. I'm just saying. I didn't say no names. You got to put uh, Reggie because Reggie's my homie. I don't care if he's your homie or not. You saying names? I didn't put. Zion Williams nowhere in there. I'm just saying. Right, right. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. What's wrong with you? <laughs> what you mean? What's wrong with me? Reggie, by I the love way, Coach K. Back in the USC family. Reggie, back yeah, in the USC back in, family. He's back with the team. And you got to give Key the benefit of the doubt. He was admitted to USC before the scandal, right? So he was inside USC before the admission. <laughs> I didn't scandal. need. At, first of all, <laughs> he got it in your own mouth. Way to first, provide context, Zubin. We on, appreciate Zubin. that. First of all. If they'd have put my face on a body to portray me as a water polo person, that would have never worked anyway. Look, water polo? Yeah, it's probably not the right sport. Try baseball, maybe, if something. Just say it. Fair enough. We got a, a full hour, a full house, or maybe a fuller house, if you prefer, oh, today oh, coming no. up. We got some gambling talk, all for Jay. We got MVP talk coming up on the way. We got our gambling expert, Joe Fortenbaugh, here in about seven minutes. So hit us up, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Or if you can't get tip to the phone, you can't dial, you can't wait, you're at work, Hit us up on Twitter at Key J and Z. Ask him any gambling question you want. Full slate of college football. We got Sunday night football. We got a full slate on Sunday. The Colts, a one and a half point favorite over the Packers. We got the Bucks and the Rams on Monday night. Whatever you want, hit us up. 888 ESPN, Key J and Z on Twitter. He'll be here in seven minutes to break it all down. Let's break it all down from Thursday night football. I think coming into the game, pardon the pun, fellas, everybody thought Kyler Murray was dangerous. But we are uh, reminded again that it's Russ that is dangerous. Is he right back in the MVP conversation, and is Murray sliding his way out? So I'm done with Murray as far as MVP goes. Boom. Yeah, it's over. Okay. I mean, uh, that, 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 lasted, well lasted. that lasted. It was cute. It lasted a week. A short done. tenure. Yeah, it's, oh, jeez. How it, is he just done so fast? <laughs> but, because it, it, like, I, wait, does he just go down on the list? He's no, not he's out. Done, done, though. Done. Who's he going to beat out? Okay, I hear you. I mean, like. But, if you just want to have a list and you want him on the list, then fine. But as far as real, real candidates, he's out of there. Yes, uh, Russell Wilson has pushed himself back into that major conversation along with Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Uh, that, that, that is where it's at. 
This was a moment for Kyler Murray to kick the door open and take notice of me. I've now catapulted my team to the number one team in the NFC West. We've now taken care of the Seattle Seahawks three straight times, two, two in two up in Seattle. I bet you that would have been four, two up in Seattle, one at home this year, then another one, but it didn't happen. And so when you look at it, he didn't play, he didn't play poor. He didn't play great. He threw some dimes at times, but he also threw some footballs that made you go, wait a minute, man, what are you doing? And so when you start to look at it, Seattle built this defense last night to stop that guy. They went out and got Carlos Dunlap for a reason. Jamal Adams for a reason. Those guys both were on the field last night, and they made significant impacts within the Seattle's defense. Dunlap, two, inter- uh, two sacks, and Jamal Adams all over the place. I mean, he just was all over the field last night. So you look at it, you say, well, Russell Wilson numbers was somewhat pedestrian, right? He barely under 200 yards, two touchdowns, but he did what he needed to do to win. He didn't have to carry the team. The defense came to the party. They ran the football. So it pushes him right back up into that category. He didn't have any turnovers. We were worried about the turnovers previously, Jay will. And so now he's right back in that conversation for me. He's still on the outside looking in, in my opinion, because it's not like last night I sat there and said that he oh, yeah. was so phenomenal that he's right back in the mix of it. No conversation. Conversation, yeah, but I don't really feel like he ever he was losing steam, but he yeah. didn't lose it. He didn't he wasn't not in the conversation though, Key. Yeah, but he was He was trending in the wrong, wrong direction for he was, sure. He was still in the conversation, but the conversation was always but uh. It was never Oh yeah, yeah, Patrick Mahomes. It was it stopped after those two games. It kind of slowed down significantly and I think last night he answered the call and answered the bell um I just walk away from last night thinking more so about well damn if I saw Seattle's defense in their game before Russ threw a couple of picks okay but now I see their defense play the best it's played all year I walked away saying that was a narrative I I didn't walk away saying well Russell's back in the conversation I think Russell was just marginal last night no defense got them over the top you 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 got it it wasn't the best Russell Wilson it was a good Russell Wilson. statistically it wasn't but Russell extended plays with his feet he extended plays with his arms he knew who to get the football to and if DK Metcalf catches the touchdown, that's his third. Instead, he let it bounce off his face mask because he was trying to body catch it. If he uses his hands, that's the third touchdown for Russell Wilson. So when you start to look at certain things, you go, okay, he 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 played pretty damn well last night despite not having gaudy statistics. Indeed. So Carlos Dunlap got the game-saving sack as the Cardinals were driving there in the final minute. It was actually his second sack of the game. The Seahawks had three on the night. They hit Murray seven times after he went untouched in the first game. The Arizona great win in overtime over Seattle on Sunday night just a few weeks back. But it was another Carlos that Pete Carroll said provided a vintage performance, and they look like the old Hawks. I mean, it felt like it felt like the Seahawks, you know. It felt like the Seahawks that we've all seen over the years. Carlos did a great job tonight. He did exactly what we needed. He, we needed him to run hard and run tough, knock people backwards, and and, uh, and make extra yards with with you know his juice. And uh, the guys up front responded with him. You know, I don't know, we had 80 yards or something like that. Um, that was a really good contribution to this this effort tonight, and it balanced us out just like we talked about. Russ didn't have to throw for 400 yards to have a big night. He had a big night throwing for you know just under 200. 
See? That, yeah, that was Carlos Hyde, I, by the way. Yeah, yeah, but he talked about Russ right there not having mm-hmm. a big night. I didn't hear Pete Carroll say that. I was sleeping his, doing his press conference. So when you look at it, Carlos Hyde added some punch to them. And Bo Scarborough did the same thing. Although he got injured in the game, he still, when he was carrying the load, he was getting five, six-yard chunks. So they have got back to that formula that I always talk about that's portable. Run the football, play defense. And every now and then, your quarterback can make a big throw, which Russell Wilson did a couple times. Won the title locket, won the DK, a couple to DK Metcalf. Actually, uh, DK could have had a really huge game, except the offensive lineman was holding on one of the long bombs that he threw him. So when you look at that, I'll take that recipe right there, though, Jay, all okay. day long. I don't need to throw the ball 50 times a game. What Russell did. I'll take it all day long. And listen to the next opponents that they're playing in order to continue to build upon the I success hear him. Tell that your me. defense has. Okay. Eagles. Win. Giants. Win. Jets. Win. <laughs> the whole NFC East brings Washington. Win. Rams. That'll be interesting. It'll be interesting because it's a divisional opponent. They played them well. But that's four games that you just ran off exactly. to me. Eight that they'll total win. wins. Eight so, total wins for those. Yes, so you exactly. do the math. It, and, and add that four to that seven and do the math, and that's what you're going to have, whether wow. they lose to the Rams or not. But then, you, then they got the 49ers after the Rams exactly. to end the season. You talked about the portability. They ran for 165 yards, run it. They got the defensive performance that Jay said they were waiting for. You put those two together, you implicitly trust Russell Wilson. It's so funny. Good things could be ahead. What's so funny? It's, it's, it's funny how things work out and go a certain way. Seattle, for the last seven weeks – Defense, oh, they, they're so terrible, bad. they're bad. And now all of a sudden, well, you know, they might just have home field advantage throughout the playoffs and be in the Super Bowl. You know, it just changes so fast. And got one of the best running quarterbacks only to rush for five times for 15 yards. That's a great point. How fast does it change? Yards, lowest of the season for Kyle Murray. Yeah, and to Jay's point, it's Man, not they even, was on him, though. Psh, it's not they even, they kept Corral around the sides and they funneled was, they, him into the pocket every they time. They was going to bottle him up. Mm-hmm. That little running and all that. <laughs> the one time. Every time I see Kyle Murray run, I think about Key because I start laughing because Kyle got this little, it's like this little. I hate, the way, I hate the way he holds the football, but it's effective. So he had the RPO where he. He decided to keep the ball, and he yeah. got to the edge, and it was like he was like, uh-oh. And he tried to turn around again. He was like, damn. Did he try to turn around again? He was like, well, let me just slide down before I get killed. Mm-hmm. K-I-L-T. Yes. <laughs> RPO, run pass option. And last night, the Seahawks were able to bottle off both of them for sure. So with the Seahawks win this morning, we're asking the Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin Nation on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed who's going to win the NFC West. The Seahawks, alone in first place for the moment. The Rams, who got a huge run against the Bucks Monday night on ESPN. The Cardinals, who had a bit of a momentary dip four days after a miraculous win. Or the 49ers, we just have to mention that to round out the division. Yes, I understand the 49ers are under 500 and they're a walking MASH unit, but i got to give you the division in mash. totality. You used to watch MASH? No, I'm not old enough for MASH. You might be old enough for MASH, but... Wow. Shots fired by Zubin. I actually have never watched an episode of MASH. My mom used to watch MASH late at night, and I would see it and be like, no, because I wasn't into the war stuff because I was a kid and I was scared. You're a MASH fan, and I'm a Seinfeld fan. This is incredible. I think anybody that knows me knows damn well I wasn't messing with You don't have to fight it. Just say you like MASH. It's okay. Stop, man. Mash. <laughs> but on the Seinfeld tip for me and Jay, yada, yada, yada. Let me just finish this. So far, more than 71% of you have said, if you don't remember what we just asked a minute ago, who's going to win the NFC West? I had to remind myself. 71% saying the Seahawks. However, our guy at J1 Burris hitting us up on the feed, quote, 
I'm in the minority, but the Rams have been the most consistent on both sides of the ball. And Key, you reserve judgment if the Rams ball out Monday night against Brady. I mean, they're right back in this discussion. Well, I never, I never said that the division would go to Seattle. I've always said it's between Seattle and the Rams. And I think that you look at the Rams, who, for for note, hasn't done well on the road uh, against teams. Miami got them, the 49ers got them, and the Bills got them. Now they're going to Tampa Bay. That defense could do some stuff against Tom Brady, and they could come out with a victory. If they don't, then I'm leaning heavy towards Seattle. Yep. And it's an up in the, up in the air for grabs between the Rams and Seattle because they still have to play each other one more time. You said it right after that easy stretch for Seattle comes that Rams game as Jay just reeled off. We got Joe Fortenbaugh, ESPN's Daily Wager, every weeknight, 6 p.m. Eastern on ESPN2, one of Jay's favorite guys. They both love the gambling, and he joins us this morning. If you want to ask Joe anything about any game, college football Saturday, NFL Sunday, Monday Night Football, 88, say ESPN. Hit us up at KeyJNZ on Twitter if that's easier for you. Right before we get to the calls, and we got some calls here, Joe, good Morning. We were discussing before you came on exactly why the Colts are right now, according to Caesars William Hill, a one and a half point favorite over the Green Bay Packers. What does Vegas know the rest of us don't? Great question. Combination of factors here. Number one, Indianapolis has 10 days to get ready for this game. The last time we saw them, it was a Thursday night. They had a nice road win against Tennessee, and they do feature one of the better defenses in football. How good is the question because they haven't really been tested by that many elite offenses. The Indianapolis schedule has been one of the more favorable schedules in the NFL. So I'd say the not much of a home field advantage, but you are playing at home. You've got the additional rest, and you do have the defense. In addition to that, Phillip Rivers this season has come under a lot of fire, and for good reason. He's at the tail end of his career. Some of his decision-making has been questionable at times. When he plays against elite speed on defense, think of the Baltimore Ravens defense, think of that game against Chicago, he's shaky. But if you give him a suspect defense or an average defense, like the Green Bay Packers, who haven't been terrible, but they're probably right around league average, that's where he's at his best. The Packers are heavily driven by Aaron Rodgers. That's no surprise. But Rodgers, a lot like Russell Wilson, because I was listening to what you guys were talking about earlier, they need great performances from these guys. If Russ stumbles, you see what happens to Seattle. If Rodgers stumbles, like he did in the Tampa game, you see what happens to Green Bay. So the line moving to Indianapolis, they're not even laying the full three here that you'd see for home field advantage. Uh, Combination defense, rest, and Rivers has a favorable matchup here. Let's go a little bit of college football for me. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, they play this weekend, top 25 matchup. It's usually a high-flying scoring machine between the two. This one is only set for 59 points. Which way, if I was a betting man, should I go? Man, have you come a long way throwing totals at me like that. You are just (laughs) razor sharp this morning, Keyshawn Johnson. Uh, you've seen some money come in on Oklahoma State here. The line was at one time uh, Oklahoma minus nine. It's gotten down to seven. This is supposed to be the year for Mike Gundy and the Cowboys. They've got a great opportunity to win the Big 12, but you've got to win Bedlam in order to pull it off. And Oklahoma has quietly been getting better and better over the course of the season. I think a lot of us still have that image in our minds of the Sooners Two images, I would say. One, they make the playoff yet again last year, and they get boat raced out of the building. And then number two, they come out this season, and they stumble early with a couple key losses to Iowa State. Someone else was in there as well. I think maybe it was Kansas State. Correct. So we just forgot about them, and we forgot about the Big 12. But they've been putting it together in recent weeks. And you got to ask yourself, how much are you willing to trust 
Oklahoma State. So even though the number's moving to Oklahoma State, I still find myself siding with the Sooners. When it comes to totals in college football, especially this season, I'll come on this show and consistently try to make great cases for unders, only to watch them get blown out of the water. So I'm not talking about any unders anymore college football related for the foreseeable future. That's a new rule, Joe Fortinball special. You can't even ask me about it. Tell them why you're mad, Joe. I love it. Uh, <laughs> Indiana at Ohio State. Ohio State minus 20 and a half. Obviously, Justin Fields on fire this year. How are you playing that one? So this is another one. Do we really want to get in front of Ohio State, right? They, they, we haven't seen a lot of them this season. But when we have, they've looked very good. So now we're going to lay a big number here against this Indiana team that can, continues to answer questions every single week, right? Early in the season, they beat Penn State in week one, and you're thinking to yourself, all right, nice little upset. You're at home. You caught the Nittany Lions. They made a big mistake late. They should have gone down. Instead, they scored. They gave you the opportunity to beat them, and then the refs helped them with the replay in overtime. But then Indiana continues every single week to find ways to answer the bell. So now you're confronted with this question, how good is Indiana? Because every time we wanted to doubt them, they've come out and they've proved us. But then at the same time, you take 20 and a half and you could see Ohio State stomping them. My thought process here with COVID and with the college football playoff committee having a very unique challenge in front of them, you might see a little bit more when it comes to style points. That's why, for example, I'm going to lay 21 and a half in the first half with Clemson. They're playing Florida State, right? The totals or the, the spread's 35 and a half. I don't want to mess with the back door there. Trevor Lawrence is back, and he's no longer the favorite to win the Heisman Trophy. I think they're going to come out and try to route Florida State early. So I would lay the points there. And when it comes to the Indiana game, I find myself wanting to take the dog, but it's not going to surprise me in the least if Ohio State tries to run this thing up on them. There's no doubt about it. Think about it. This is three versus nine, a top 10 matchup, and the number is still 20 and a half. Shows you how dominant the Buckeyes really are. Let's get to some calls. Jonathan in Florida, you're on ESPN Radio. What do you have for our gambling expert, Joe Fortenbaugh? Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? Joe, um, I've never heard you talk about this before. I'm just curious, what are your thoughts um, on live betting? Um, I've had some, some success uh, doing some live bets, but I've never heard you talk about it. What, what are your thoughts on live betting? Joe, could you it's, explain that real quick, quick vocabulary and then kind of a definition and then go into it? Live betting is the ability to bet different numbers throughout the course of the game. So we're talking about spreads right now. Uh, Jay Will's just asking me about this Ohio State game, right? That's the spread before the game, Ohio State laying 20 and a half. Once that game starts, the spread and the total move. So if Indiana comes out and rattles off 10 quick points, Ohio State's no longer laying 20 and a half. That number could be down to, say, Ohio State minus 10. You can jump in at that point in the game and bet Ohio State minus 10. Or you can take Indiana plus 10. Throughout the course of the game, the point spread continues to update based on what's happening, how much time is left, who's got the ball, all those factors. This is the wave of the future. This is going to be the big thing. It continues to gain in popularity. It's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger throughout the course of the future. People love the idea of live betting. So that's something you're going to see throughout the course of the game. Now, was there? I explained it, but did he ask a question regarding I, – I got so wrapped up um, – he That's just wanted to know what mindset. some good live bets were. Like, what good live bets would you take? Okay, so you'd want to look at a situation. Here's one rule of thumb where you might not want to lay the huge number with Clemson, with Ohio State, with uh, Wisconsin's laying a pretty big number, seven and a half against Northwestern this weekend. 
if you don't want to lay the big number, sometimes you can sit back and wait and hope that the underdog jumps up early. And as a result, it will adjust the line. It'll move it down. If Florida State would jump up 7 nothing on Clemson, instead of laying 35.5, maybe now you're only laying 31. It gives you an opportunity to buy a better price. So that's one of the approaches I would take heading into some of these games. But you can't always guarantee that, right? You, you, you might have a situation where with Pittsburgh, you might say, I hope Jacksonville gets up on them so that I can go ahead and come back and play the Steelers later. But if the Steelers jump on them early and run away, that opportunity might not be there. Interesting. Well, live betting is the wave of the future. Like you said, William Hill, which is an English betting company, they've been doing this on soccer forever out there in England, and it has proved to be massively successful. All of our Look odds. You. <laughs> I'm not How Jay you or you. That? I'm not Jay or you, but I'm getting <laughs> key and I by osmosis. We're so slowly getting there. No, don't listen to Zubin. Zubin <laughs> always plays like he's not doing something. He bets probably every week. He comes up with like, Hawaii versus Boise State or Liberty oh, yeah. versus somebody else. I'm like, okay. Uh-huh. He just has spreadsheets pinned to his wall back at his place in New York. You know what I mean? As you know, Liberty's Joe. a good bet this weekend, by the way. Plus three and a half against NC State. Go ahead and keep a close eye on Liberty there. Hugh Freeze has done a great job with that program. He might mm. not be there that much longer. And as they say for those late night Hawaii kickoffs, it's time to get even or even worse. James in New York is joining us <laughs> this morning on ESPN <laughs> Radio on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Saints... Falcons, right, James? That's what you want to ask Joe about? Yeah, morning, guys. Hope you're doing good. Um, so spread right now, New Orleans at five. I see Atlanta getting a lot of love. I know that Drew Brees isn't playing. Are you buying Atlanta? Are you buying New Orleans? What are your thoughts? So this has dropped as low as uh, New Orleans minus four. The money has been coming in on the Falcons this week for good reason. I played the Falcons at plus five here. Obviously, I don't like them as much at plus four, but if I was going to be asked to make a play, I would play Atlanta here as well. A few key factors. Number one, you've got Jameis Winston making the start for the New Orleans Saints. So what do we expect there, right? It could be better. Uh, Different coach, different situation, lots of weapons at his disposal. But is Jameis still going to be careless at times with the football. That's something you got to ask yourself because Atlanta's defense has been shaky. So if he's going to give them some freebies in this one, we got a completely different dynamic we have to account for than we would with Drew Brees. Atlanta's coming off the bye, so two weeks to get ready for this game. And remember something, the strength of the New Orleans defense is their run defense. It's a top three unit, but they're susceptible to the pass. Atlanta's not going to try to come out and run the ball with Todd Gurley. That's been a disaster this season. Atlanta's strength is the ability to throw the ball. It's a good matchup for the Falcons. I like the points. Joe, real quick. Give me a, a bet on the USC Utah game. Something. I don't know. Shank punt something. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> As a famous USC grad, you want me to tell you to take Utah plus the points at home? Probably not, I would have to imagine. Whatever works. I, I would lean towards Utah plus the points at home in that oh. situation. That was the one game I circled. I was like, I hope we don't get to this game at all. There's thousands of games out there to talk about. Um, that would be where I'm leaning. Just considering what we've seen from the Pac-12 so far this season, USC had a really great win a couple weeks ago when they found a way to get past Ohio State, or excuse me, Arizona State. Uh, But if you're going to lay three points on the road, we talk about the elevation and everything that comes with playing at Utah. Slight edge to the Utes there. Hmm. So there you have it, Joe. Thank you very much. We can hear Joe Saturday, game day on ESPN Radio. You can watch him every weeknight, Daily Wager, 6 Eastern on ESPN. If he too. loses to Utah, Coach Clay Helton joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zuba. <laughs> it might be Coach Clay Helton, ESPN College Football that Analyst. Too. That yeah, exactly. yeah. Bet not losing no Utah. <laughs> Joe, thank you very much. All right, Real Joe. quick on the way out the door, don't be scared to take the points with the Jaguars this weekend. Classic flat spot for Tomlin and the Steelers, and they got the Ravens four days from that game on Thanksgiving 
little bit of a look-ahead spot as well. Always gives us one on the way out the door. We appreciate it, Joe. Thank you very much. So that's Joe Fordenbaugh trying to make Key a little bit of money on that USC-Utah game. But on the way, is Key about to part with $1,000? Oh. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. How significant is it when you, and you can get down a guy in Murray to end a game for that defense? Well, this defense has been in witness protection program <laughs> the whole season. Get that stop and, you know, get in first place again. That, that was big time. You know, most people never step out of witness protection. It's not safe for them. But in this case, the Seahawks <laughs> just trying to stay alive here. New identity. <laughs> this is your new name and social security card. No, but the Seahawks certainly stepped out of it last night in a big way. And Jay said it. If they can get that kind of defensive performance, Key said it. You rush for 165, it becomes what Key likes to say, portable. Pick it up. Travel with it in inclement weather. The Seahawks are right back in it. And we're right back inside. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm going to take you inside a little bit. I'm not sure where you're listening, where you're around our country today but in many cases Keyshawn once a week goes on some of our big ESPN radio stations around the country and just gives his perspective on things he's on in Boston once a week he's also on in Phoenix once a week Jay goes on in Minneapolis we do this for all of our great stations right and one of them is Phoenix where every week he goes on with Gambo and Burns on Arizona Sports 98.7 FM in short, John Gambadoro and Gambo, as he's known throughout the Valley of the Sun, joins us this morning. And here's the funny thing, Gambo. This is a unique segment with Key. You guys made a bet about the Arizona Cardinals, who now sit at 6-4 and four this season. Earlier this season, Key went on and essentially said he would give $1,000 out of his own wallet to Gambo's charity of choice if the Cardinals win the NFC West. Clearly, they can still do it, but they've got some work to do. Eh. He would give $500 to Gambo's charity if they win eight games. Right now, they're six and four, but they do have a couple of feeble opponents on the schedule. He would give $500 to Keyshawn's charity if they don't win. So he can make a little money back the other way. Oh, if he's they paying don't. $500. Correct. That's what's about to happen. <laughs> That's, That's what I think, too. Hey, I want me two I'm more not, games, Key. Come on. I'm not going to say anything. Okay. I'm just going to let Sorry. it play out. I want to get John on the show. Sorry. Let's get Gambo's thoughts. So how are you feeling about this right uh, now? You you ready to uh, spend that money? 
Look, Jay Wills, who did, did, did he have a little extra pep in his step this morning? Did he after the Cardinals lost? Did he <laughs> you know, good? he always does gamble. You know, that's the first thing you think about when they lose. I'm like, ah, go tomorrow to work with Key. He's going to call him cute again. Here we go. Well, here, well you know, we start, we. We, we started out, I said, I said, all right, you know, because he was ragging on the Cardinals, man. He's like, this isn't even a six or seven win team. I said, okay, let's see if Key will put his money where his mouth is. I said, hey, this is back in September, like September 22nd. I, I think I tweeted him. I said, we'll do, let's do 250 to the charity of the winner's choice. I'll take over seven wins. And he's like, let's do 500. I'm like, all right, we'll do 500. Then he messages my party. He goes, I'll put you in for 252. So, uh, you know, we listen, it's all good, right? It all goes to, to a great charity. But he was ragging on the Cardinals. He was ragging on the Red Sea. And, you know, we just decided to see if he would step up to the plate and put his money where his mouth is. Well, Cardinal fans are so brutal to me, just like the Sun Devil fans are brutal to me. And, and I, I just looked at them early on, John, as a 6-7 win type team. Now, they got six wins. Our bet is for them to win the NFC West or get to eight wins. They, right. they, get, they can get to eight. We're not going to win the NFC West. That's out the door. You can forget about it. I just, it's out the door with six games left? Yeah, it's out the door. It's the Seattle's is a cakewalk. You seen Seattle's schedule? I mean, they. they yeah, have you seen the Cardinals' schedule? I mean, the Giants, the Eagles, all the play All are in playoff contention, including the team that they're traveling to this week, the New England Patriots, in, out, outside of a dome. In the cold environment up in Foxborough. You tell me about that. Uh, I mean, listen, early in the season, I would have thought that they never would have beat the Patriots there. But the Patriots are not any good, Key. They're no good. Come on. Okay. I'm just just saying they got the Patriots. Who's the best team in that division? Who's the best team in that division? It should be the Buffalo Bills, but the Patriots, it should. the The Cardinals beat the Buffalo Bills. John. You know and I know if the damn defensive end stays outside and doesn't <laughs> fold in, Kyler Murray never gets to the edge. If they stop DeAndre Hopkins at the point of attack, yeah. he never gets Could've down the field. Plus, yeah. plus, plus, Cam does, plus Campbell, if Cam doesn't turn the ball over, we're talking about a different Patriots. Yeah, stop, man. But look, here's what I would say. How surprised are you about the game last night, though, that Kyler Murray only had 15 yards rushing? Yeah, we were surprised that Seattle's defense played as well as they did. I mean, shocked, to be honest with you, because, you know, a few weeks ago they, they had their way with the Seattle defense when they won that game in overtime. But, you know, short weeks, you know, Thursday games, see, that's the one thing we were all talking about this whole week is coming off of a, a short week, um, you know, Corey Peters was out. They had some injuries. So did Seattle, right? I understand that. But there was some concern. Well, I'm glad you said that. I, I'm glad you said so did Seattle because I was going to yeah. remind you. Uh, they had the same schedule. I was just going to say listen, that. They had the ball. They had the ball at the end of the game with a chance to tie it, force overtime again. And they just, you know, Seattle made a play. Dunlap made a play. But, you know, you, you know the, when you knocked the Cardinals, I mean, you just didn't think they were any good. But you know what? I mean, they're a good football team. They're, There's a lot of bad football teams in the NFL. A lot of bad teams. Gamble, the let me Cardinals ask you th- aren't a bad team. Gamble, let me ask you this. Key always references – he wants big quarterbacks with the physicality in the league. Do you think anything changed with Kyler Murray's mindset last night after he took that big hit? 
Okay, well, listen, man, I, you know, this used to be the place old New York quarterbacks came to die. Boomer, <laughs> Kent Graham, Dave Brown. <laughs> I mean, good. Jim McMahon played here after Chicago. I mean, you think about how many bad quarterbacks the Cardinals have had, you know, since I've been here. When I left New York and I moved out here in, like, 97, um, oh, my God, they couldn't have, they didn't have any good quarterbacks. Like, Kurt Warner was the only one. Listen, we're always, you're always worried about Kyler taking the hits. That's why he slides so much. That's why he gets out of bounds. But he's not like Lamar, right? He, try, he doesn't try to gain those extra yard or two. So if you go look at the 25-26 games, you'll see him get popped maybe four times total. He doesn't take the punishment. He's been smart. His whole career he had to play like that. He's been little his whole life. He, he didn't get through football by trying to run through a linebacker or, or, or a safety. He's smart. He gets down and he gets out of bounds. Every once in a while, he'll take a pop, but it's not that bad. No doubt about it. Nobody's going out to shop anymore, but I think you can go to your uh, Amazon cart and just start filling up $1,000 worth of stuff because <laughs> that check is coming, baby. That it's check not, is, get your not, money, Gambo. not winning the <laughs> NFC West. You Ooh, guys are man, lost your mind. ready right now. I'm and, getting my charities ready. Gambo, I don't, you know, if you're going to come on here and gloat about the Cardinals winning the division, I don't need any shade thrown at my Giants. You know what I mean? You don't have to, you don't have to make us feel small to make the Cardinals feel bigger. Dude, okay? that, that's my Giants too, okay? Uh, that's my team. I'm a Giants fan. That's going to be a long trip back from Foxborough next Sunday. Yeah. And they get on the plane uh, about 7 p.m. Mm. That thing going to be quiet. Mm. Nobody's saying anything back to Arizona. I'm just oh, saying. Man, we, might have to, we might have to increase this bet then. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. Don't worry. <laughs> and it was great to talk to you this morning, Gambo. Thank you so much. Keep doing your thing, right, Gambo. Yeah, we'll do. You guys take care. Keyshawn, take care. All, All right. right. All guests on the Shell Pennzoil performance line, including Gambo. When he said he was from New York, I couldn't believe it. No. You can't. <laughs> I was about to say, wait a minute. You couldn't tell? I forgot to tell Gambo I want all ones, too. All Come ones? On. It is yeah, free. I just like having all one. Okay. <laughs> Stop. It's Friday. Right, right. Brain goes to the wrong place. Let's just it focus. ain't Friday night, yeah, though. <laughs> I didn't say this. this. is Disney. I'm not talking about like that. I just like to make it look big. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, you like to stack it I up. I stack. Yeah. I stack. He's going to the laundromat. All <laughs> those ones. On the way, four downs are four. Actually, make it five. Our bonus down. Biggest NFL matchups of the weekend. The guys give their thoughts. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Jay said, let's go. So let's go. Four Downs brought to you by let's Geico. Go. Whether you rent or own, Geico makes it easy to bundle home and car insurance. Go to geico.com today. You're the man. Let's go. First down, Eagles at Browns. Eagles at the Browns, 3-5-1 and 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 6-3. This is a big game for the Browns, as well as the Eagles, if they want to try to make it to the playoffs. Baker Mayfield has to turn things around, but at the same time, Carson Wentz has to turn things around and stop throwing the ball to the other team and creating turnovers. Clearly, Cleveland can run the football with Hunt, as well as 
uh, Chubb. Chubb, not Hub. And when you look about, you think about it, they have an opportunity to do something special to get to seven wins, something they haven't done in a very long time. Even with their dominant performance last weekend offensively with Nick Chubb rushing over 130 yards, Baker Mayfield needs to show us more through the air for this team to take the next step, next step to get that wild card considering they're 6-3. and three. Second down, Titans and Ravens. You know, this is an interesting game. The Titans are sitting at 6-3, and three, so are the Ravens. They play Sunday at 1 p.m. This is an amazing football game. Who's going to come out on top at the quarterback spot? Is it going to be Ryan Tannehill, or is it going to be Lamar Jackson? Lamar Jackson against the Ravens not long ago, 365 yards. He also rushed for 143 yards, second most in his career in that particular game. Can he have that type of repeat performance? I think FPI chances to win says yes at 68% to 32 for the Titans. And this is a chance for Lamar to really to really set himself apart and be different offensively. The Titans defense surrendered 430 yards last week to the Colts. Lamar and offensive coordinator Greg Roman need to have a breakout week and get some offensive mojo going. Third down, Packers at Colts. This is an oldie but goodie, right? This football game is interesting. The Packers haven't played. They played only one game against an opponent as Jay Will's been pounding in my head that entered with a winning record this season. But that's okay. They get a chance to take on the Indianapolis Colts in a vantage defense. Let's see if Aaron Rodgers can keep it going. He, he's going to get his receiver Lazar back, but Devontae Adams is going to be banged up a little bit in this game if he plays. The Packers, according to FPI, chance to win is 54% to the 45 for the Colts. Keith, I wonder which Phillip Rivers shows up, the one that looked great against the Titans or the ones that we were talking about benching him before that game? I don't know. That's Fourth a good down. question. I have no idea. Hmm. Fourth down. All right, here's the Steelers and the Jaguars. Steelers. Jaguars? Jaguars. There's not a chance that they can win this football game, right? They're sitting at... One and eight against the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers. If Pittsburgh go into Jacksonville and lose this game, I'm going to lose my mind. Not going to happen. Neither one of those things. But when you think about it, Ben Roethlisberger didn't play a week ago, a practice a week ago, came out and had an amazing football game. You got to think the Jaguars are going to be a tough opponent. But at the same time, Pittsburgh cannot play down to the competition. They've got to understand what's at stake for them getting that first round by Kansas city is sitting right there. The Raiders are trying to figure out how to do things. The Buffalo bills are sitting right there. You got to keep winning so you can get that first round by because it's important to make it to the Super Bowl. Come on Steelers. Don't overlook the Jags getting ready for the Baltimore Ravens on Thanksgiving day. James Robinson recorded his third game with a hundred plus rushing yards. That's how they almost beat their last opponent with the Packers. TJ Watts, Bud Dupree, it's time to step up. Bonus down, Chiefs and Raiders. Here's the bonus down for you. The Chiefs and the Raiders. Raiders 6-3. and three. The Chiefs are 8-1. and one, Only lost to the Raiders. The Raiders haven't swept a season opponent since, the, since the, the Kansas City Chiefs since 2012 was the last time that they doubled down on them. When you think about Andy Reid's arrival since coming to Kansas City, he's dominated and owned the Oakland Raiders. Now he has an opportunity to do some things against the Las Vegas Raiders. A lot of people don't think that the Ooh. Raiders are going to win this game, including FPI chance to win. They gave him 24%, 76 to Kansas City. I don't know that it's that big of a margin. I just don't. Mm. Chiefs coming off a bye week, situation which Andy Reid has extra time to prepare. He'll always win. He's, he's, his record is crazy coming off the it's bye. It's a revenge game. FPI may be right there. 
What if they wrong? Then. What if they are right, though? But what if they're wrong? Does, if they're wrong, what does if? Coach Gruden get the buses and drive them around Vegas <laughs> and make a few stops at a few places? But never mind. Indeed. You mentioned the numbers. That number for Andy Reid, by the way, 18-3, and three, wow. coming off a bye. Coming Obviously, a bye. he's been a mm. long-time coach. They instituted the bye about 30 years ago. So think about that, 18-3. and three, Coming off the bye. All these games are intriguing for so many different reasons. As Jay said, the Browns are trying to make the wild card. The Browns have the NFL's longest playoff drought. Interesting. They can creep just a little bit closer to ending that unfortunate number. The Titans and the Ravens, obviously a playoff matchup in which Lamar said last year after the Titans came into Baltimore and stunned the Ravens, you know, we weren't expecting that for the Ra- uh, from the Titans. We were a little bit underprepared. He said it. Packers at Colts with the Colts actually being the favorite in this game. Steelers and Jaguars. Jags haven't won since week one. The Jaguars. The Jags have lost eight in a row. But they played Green Bay tight. So, it's so interesting. It's so interesting. The Jags haven't won games and they're bad. But I never, I haven't heard anybody say that the coach isn't going to be there. Right? It's like they're not talking about replacing the coach. They just, I haven't heard anything. It's all Chicago, right? It's it's major markets. I know. It's just so weird. He's flying under the radar. Shh, Keyshawn, why did you have to say something? <laughs> And you think about it, fellas, losing eight in a row. Key, we mentioned it. You're not afraid of talking about it. You know, the Jets are 0-9. You played in a 1-15. Hey, 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 man, watch out. Take us into the Jags locker room right now. Yeah, you play Green Bay tough. He's getting guys to play tough for him, head coach Doug Marone. But your season is essentially over, and you still have almost 50% left to play. Yeah, but I'm playing for 31 other teams, and I'm still playing for the Jaguars. And and I got to go out there, and I got to do my job. My U-Haul is not ordered yet. I'm waiting until... Eh, maybe week 14 before I make that decision. You know, you just want to go to work and you want to be professional and you want to do your job, even though you know that the coaching staff, for the most part, probably isn't going to be retained. You just you just go out and play. On the way, we usually talk for a half hour the night before a show. This conversation next, we couldn't get off the phone. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio.